Welcome to day 346 of Shaped by the Word, um, season two, the drama of scripture. I'm Katie, joined by David and Matt, and we are, we've been walking through the, the letter um, that Paul wrote to the Ephesian church, and it has been so, so good and so rich. Um, those first three chapters are um, all chapters where Paul is kind of laying out for them and for us um, this the gospel message. It's a lot of theology. Um, it's rich theology and very beautiful and encouraging. And, and then today, starting in chapter 4, um, we start seeing how he transitions from, okay, here's the gospel to here's how the gospel informs how we, how we live because we have been transformed. We've been changed um, as individuals and as a people. So um, we are going to get into that, and that will be his instructions from f- 4 through 6 um, through the end of the letter. So um, that will be fun to read together and fun to talk about um, but before we do, let's let's pray together. Father, we come before you um, and just ask that you would you would continue to reveal your heart to us as we as we read. Um, help us to not see this time as just um, another time to check off our daily list of things to do. Um, but Lord, that it is a, it is a set apart time, and that is holy and that you meet us um, where we are. And I pray that you would, that you would transform our hearts and um, God, that you would, that you would just bring things out um, to us that we need to hear by your spirit. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So Ephesians chapter four. As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean, except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. But from from him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord 
that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they've given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Man, that is a wonderful chapter. (laughs) And it ends with this verse that my mom always told us when we were fighting as siblings. We would be arguing and mom would always say, okay, but um, be kind. And what did she say? Be kind to one another with tender hearts. Um, Forgive one another just as Christ, um, in Christ God forgave you. I love that. And I know that verse because of her. So parents, (laughs) remember that one. They're listening. Um, Yep. But yeah, what a beautiful chapter um, about how we have been deeply changed and transformed. And this is how the gospel invites us to live. We don't live this way to earn salvation, to earn the favor of God. We live this way out of an outpouring of the love that he has given us um, in Christ. And this is how we've been changed. So what stands out to you guys? Yeah. As Paul's been reflecting on the gospel and, and really, I mean, just helping us enter into the beauty of it. You get in Ephesians 2, you know, those wonderful statements that it's been, it's by grace we've been saved through faith. It's not our own doing, you know, and then God prepares beforehand, you know, these good works that we should walk in them. And that's really where he begins in, you know, verse or verse one of chapter four. He says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you received, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's it. It's you've received this, this worthy calling, calling, you know, you're now called to walk in light of the gospel, but it does require effort on our part as well. You know, we've focused a lot on this um, in, in this letter so far that God is the one who is drawing two, you know, enemies together, two groups who are formerly hostile, you know, the Jews and the Gentiles, and he's formed them into one body. Um, and he says, you know, in verse three, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. What's well, God who does the, the binding is the God, who, it's God who brings peace. Mm-hmm. He's the one who unites. And yet at the same time, there's a calling for us to make sure that we're pursuing every effort, mm. you know, to keep that unity. And, and so it's just a reminder to me, yes, the Lord is, it, it's all 
you know, of grace. And the Lord is the one who has, has saved us and has prepared the, the good works. But there is a responsibility now for us as his people to walk in mm-hmm. those works by his spirit, by his power. The one who does immeasurably more, you know, than we could ask or imagine in us. Do you think that we, as a reaction to maybe those of us who grew up in, I feel like David and I can, as church kids. <laughs> yeah, Matt never went to church. Matt didn't go to church. Um, like, I think it's easy for us who grew up in in church um, and felt like we had to follow all these rules and be good kids and things like that, who have learned what grace is um, to kind of swing that pendulum over and say like, grace, grace, grace. I There's no effort, like no works kind of a thing um, and become so hands off that we can kind of start getting into trouble that way. Um, what do y'all think? Yeah, no, I mean... Yeah, I kind of grew up, you know, in a in a setting where, like, I wanted to be a good kid. I wanted to, like, make my parents proud, and I didn't want them to be disappointed in me. And mm-hmm. so, that meant, like, kind of putting on a mask and acting a certain way around them and and then acting a different way not around them. And, <laughs> and I found, like, this really kind of duplicitous kind of lifestyle. And, and so, yeah, for a while when I looked at, like, be kind, be compassionate, love, forgive, it was like... Oh, that's just, that's duty. That's like, that's no, no, no. It's just Jesus and what he's done. And mm-hmm. I need to just marvel at that and not really worry about my life. But no, I mean, Paul tells Timothy, right? Up and coming pastor. No, guard your life and your doctrine. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing Paul's saying here. Like, yeah, you have received this wonderful calling. So then live a life worthy of it. Mm-hmm. And here's what this kind of looks like. So yeah, if you get the order wrong, it, can be really disastrous. That's, you know, that's the type of people that like, like, yeah, I love Jesus, you know? And you're like, man, you're just like kind of hard and kind of rough. And I'm not seeing like, have you smiled? Does your face smile? Like, does it do that? And, and obviously something's gotten mixed up in there. If that's kind of what, like, I love Jesus, but I don't really like these people or I'm not nice. Mm -hmm. No, Jesus and the effect of the gospel in your Mm -hmm. life is exactly what we just read. It's it's this new self. Mm-hmm. You can't love Jesus and then live as his old self. Like that doesn't make any sense according to the Bible. The Bible comes in and says, no, if Christ is really at work in your life, if you're really part of this new humanity, right. you're going to look like this new humanity. And yeah, it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to, you're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. But man, there is going to be a change. There's going to be a difference. Um, and it it's and then some of it is a effort driven difference. You, you striving for these things because God's graciously at work in that right. to do this work that He's started and He will complete. Yeah, a, a lot of it I think has to do with just our lack of understanding around justification and sanctification. That we read these things and we think that these are the things that will eventually justify us if we do them enough. You know, we may, and we may not use that terminology. But we don't see that these are the things that because we've been justified, now we walk in and God sustains us in and empowers us to. And he, I mean, Paul speaks to it time and time again in this passage. And, you know, Dave was pointing out, you know, the, the way that we were, you know, formally live. We put off the old self. There's a new self. Mm-hmm. But even having, I mean, 9 through 16, you know, of just Christ being the one who has descended in the incarnation. He has come. He's dwelt among us. You know, we, we, we've seen his life. He lived the life we you know, should have lived, mm-hmm. died our death, and then was raised alive. And now he's he's the head of the church, and he's the one who's dispensing gifts for the church. He's the one who's equipping 
I mean, he's ruling over all things, you know, for the, the sake of his body and for his glory. And, and so you have this, you know, the church being built up in him. You have, um, you know, from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love. You know, because mm-hmm. he he's the head. So in our sanctification, in these, you know, in our seeking to make every effort and our seeking to live in the new self, we're doing it out of, you know, that justification because we've been declared right. No, no longer needing to earn our favor or approval or acceptance before God, but because we have it in Christ Jesus and we're being filled in him, we walk in these things. Mm. You know, so, so all of it is, is grace from the beginning, but it, it does take, you know, effort on our, our mm-hmm. part. Um, and, and so I think some of it's just we haven't clarified, you know, those things that, you know, the, the commands that come to the body of Christ aren't commands that we must keep in order to be saved or even prove that we're saved. Mm. We do it because we are saved and God has prepared those, you know, works that we should walk in them. Mm. That's good. Well, wonderful chapter. Look forward to talking about chapter five tomorrow. David, will you pray us out? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that in light of what Christ has done, he's also created us to be the new humanity, um, to live um, out of out of a deep reverence for his love for us, out of the power of the Spirit to, to live different lives. Um, and Father, forgive us for the times we failed to, to live this out. Um, that's why we're, we're invited freely to, to ask for your ongoing forgiveness. But yet we know that you are at work in us and among us and through us. And so we ask that you would continue to help us to be your people here in this time, in this place where we find ourselves um, with with the portion you've given us um, at work and among our families and among our neighborhoods. Um, Help us to live out what it means to be um, your people. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.